So, tuning in, welcome to another very special episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds. Joining us today, we have, for another episode, we have the famous South Florida L-baby, Lindsay Denae White. Hi, everybody. And joining us today is a very special guest. He's a former pimp. He's known as the official laugher of every single open mic he goes to. Let's welcome Al Rodriguez. What's up? What's Gucci, everybody in the internet podcast world? So, Al, you grew up in New York City, right? Yes, I grew up in New York in Bushwick, uh, Brooklyn, and Ridgewood, Queens, primarily. Oh, yeah? What was that like? I know you say you miss it a lot, right? Yeah, there's actually a lot of segments of my childhood. I mean, I remember my early childhood, like, New York was uh, under, like, a crack cocaine epidemic and whatnot. And I remember, like, my earliest memories, gunshots and, like, drive-throughs, I mean, drive-by shootings and shit. And it was just crazy. Then, of course, Giuliani came in a little later on and cleaned up the streets. There was graffiti everywhere. And, of course, it got cleaned up, and New York got better throughout the years, like in the, getting into the 2000s and whatnot. But, I mean, I could talk a lot about New York, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I know you say a lot that you were living good and you wish you could go back in time to your teenage years. Yeah, yeah. If you want me to go to more detail about my, my, my teenage years and whatnot, and that's always very interesting. I mean... I grew up in uh, my, my first house. I mean, my earliest memories, like I said before, was in, in, in Bushwick in Brooklyn. That's right by bedside where, you know, that's the Biggie home of Big East. Exactly. And then I live I live by like Brownsville as well. Oh, that's where Mike Tyson's from. Yeah, yeah. Brownsville. Like that's where like the word Jay Z's from. Like I, I grew up in that, around that area. Not, not like the, the city that's bordering all those like little, little legendary rap cities or neighborhoods and whatnot in Brooklyn. Uh, but then I moved to the border of Brooklyn and Queens, which was uh, Ridgewood. That's a little border town between Brooklyn and Queens. So I got the vibes of both uh, boroughs, sort of. Sort of like the residential and the street and the more urban vibes of Brooklyn and the more residential vibes of Queens. So it was it was a nice mix. And there was a, there was a, a bigger mix of, of, of like more uh, Italians, uh, Eastern Europeans as well, once you go up to Queens. In Brooklyn, it's more blacks and Spanish, you know. So, you know, if you want to get wants to get to know the demographics of, of New York City. But anyway, so make a long story short, I Dan said, yeah, I lived better when I was a teenager. Yes, I think I did live better because, you know, uh, growing up, uh, I had a very nice house. I, I moved to my house in Bleecker Street, I believe, in 1996. I actually remember this because it was the uh, Summer Olympics in Atlanta, and that's when we moved in. Uh, I think it was maybe right after the summer of living in Atlantic. And remember the bombings, Richard Jewell. Yeah. I remember that, 1996. And I remembered all, all that. And then we moved to my house in Bleecker Street, which was uh, the first house my parents ever bought. We Before that, we just rented. So it was a very nice two-story house. And we had a, a basement as well. And uh, and after that, and I remember it was 1996 because If I Ruled the World was being played everywhere by Nas. I love that song. Though. It was written, it was like September 96, I think it was, or in October. I forget exactly when I moved in. But I, uh, make a long story short, I lived really good because uh, I, I eventually moved into my basement apartment. I had a furnished basement apartment. I had a bedroom. I had a shower and a toilet and a living room and a kitchen. And then I had street access. And then I had a nice backyard as well with like a, a, a basketball court and whatnot. 
So I lived really good in New York all those years. I lived there from 1996 to when I moved to Florida, 2003. So that was seven years I lived there. So it was really nice. I think it was like my 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 formal years, like uh, you know, uh, 13 to like uh, 18 years old. I lived there, I guess, or 12, 12 to 18. I'd well, say. the cost of living there is so much. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh, you know that that brings up a big point. Yeah. Uh, and just to this is let you know, I, and you know, economics is one of my favorite subjects. And Dan likes to share Facebook articles on economics all the time with me, and I appreciate that, Dan. But my point is, is that my parents sold that house in 2003 mm-hmm. for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. How much did they buy it for? They bought it for in 1996 for a hundred forty-five thousand. Whoa, yeah, they flipped it and made yeah. a lot of money. That's why real estate is always the best investment. Of course, that's why I know. the we best thing to do it. is to get a little ranch. And okay. Anyway, that's your <laughs> uh, ranch somewhere. But anyway, uh, years later in 2017, the family that bought it, it was a Polish family, they sold it just in 2017. Get this for a million fifty thousand dollars. $50,000, a million dollars, 50000 oh So they made God. a $700,000 profit, at least, or at least $600,000 profit. Crazy. And now where do they live? After I don't know. Profit. I have no idea. I, the- I didn't keep up with them. But anyways, <laughs> the, I'm finished talking. Go on with your next question today. Yeah. Or if anybody else has a question. <laughs> so, I mean, the one downside is back then you grew up very sheltered, right? Um, You had never smoked weed, drink, or anything until you moved down here, right? And even then, it took you a few years down here. Anyways. Um, yeah, I grew up very sheltered. I mean, I... I don't, I wouldn't say very, very sheltered. I actually did have a lot of freedom, uh, but I grew up very religious. If you want to say religious and, and that conservative mindset, my mom put me on into Sunday school. I went to Sunday school for like whatever, 10 years, like whatever, from like kindergarten to like 10th or 11th grade or whatever. <laughs> and I did my confirmation and communion within the Catholic church, you know, basically like Cully's life, you know, like really Catholic. I, I, I used to go, I, I remember going to mass on my own on Sunday mornings. Like at, at like eight or nine in the morning, just to go, just to go to mass. Like that's how Catholic I was at one point. You know, that's where <laughs> our friend Coley, who's super spiritual, that's where he met you right at church. Yeah, when I first moved to Florida, yeah, I met him at. Uh, damn, I forgot the church's name right now. St. Gregory's. <laughs> yeah, well, I still it used to be on macaroni grill, right? Yeah, 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 I know yeah, exactly yeah. where that is. It's still there. Yeah, my friend used to go there. Yeah, yeah I still can't believe our friend Coley's the one who I met you through back in two thousand and five. Um. When you went to pick us up from seeing Star Wars Episode Three, but yeah, Coley's literally like the complete opposite of Al. Um, I'll never forget in 2006, the first time you and I were about to hit up a strip club, and Coley jumps in front of your car, really pissed, says like, "You realize what you're about to do is a mortal sin, right?" <laughs> That's a good memory. Yeah, uh, Coley was always such a prude. You know. <laughs> okay, fast forward. Now you're in South Florida. It's 2003. What are you doing? What do you mean? It's 2003. Yeah, you said you moved here in 2003. So we're talking about your life. You moved. Oh, when I first moved down yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I ever oh, I ever lived at was at my grandma's house, and that's like my family's house. Oh, my, the revolving door, grandma. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> and I lived at the in the spare bedroom and whatnot. And I actually had a job at my uncle's supermarket in in uh, Deerfield Beach. And I worked there for the whole summer of, like, 2003. I think I moved here, like, in the last week of July. 
And I mean, in the last week of June of 2003, like right after I graduated from high school, and I was very, very excited to move to Florida just because, just like Dan, I was just like, you know, I'm, I just wanted to get out of the Northeast, you know, get out of the tri-state area and uh, just live, go to a different environment, a tropical environment. That's what really always sold me. I mean, I've been coming to Florida for years. I mean, the first time I came to Florida was back in like 91, 92, a long time ago. Uh, and I've always loved it as like the tropical United States because, you know, I was born in the Caribbean, actually. I was born in Dominican Republic and that the tropics has always been in my blood. So, you know, when I came down here to Florida, it was like such a revelation, you know, it's like, it's like modern, it's like DR, but it's first world and it's like modern and it's tropical. That's yeah. what I, how I felt when I first came to Florida. Wow. It's like so cool. Were, yeah. Open, <laughs> and they had a lot of franchises that, that were in the Northeast. Like there was little Caesars. And like and like Win Dixie, like you never Little seen... Caesars is in the Northeast. Well, they were not in my time. Not, oh. not in not in back in the day. In New well, York maybe City. not in New York, but yeah, in Philly, in the Philly area, they used to have them. That's where I grew up. Yeah, yeah, probably. But there was, the point is, there was a lot of these businesses that you hear uh, elsewhere that that were in Florida. That's what I felt. That's how my impression when I was a kid back when I came to Florida. But anyways, what the hell was the question? Oh, I lived a very sheltered life. Yes, I did live a very sheltered life, and yeah, it's it's very ironic that 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 my life took a, such a different direction after living such a sheltered religious life. At one point, in fact, when I first moved to Florida, I went to the seminary to the Catholic seminary for a month when I was eighteen. And hilariously enough, oh my god, yeah, and it was just like weird because you know it was like a bunch of guys sleeping in a little dorm. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the old priest lurking around all day. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. There's a lot of old priests lurking around. Who knows what these old priests got in their mind, you know? <laughs> I thought like they're celibate and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah, that's the that's like a that's yeah. They gotta have a lot of willpower because I go crazy. Oh <laughs> they can't even like uh look at porn. They can't Yeah, I doubt that. They gotta be jacking off. <laughs> like, no, no man can stand that. Okay, like, so talking about like celibacy and not being able to go out, is that okay? So tell us how you got addicted to the Miami life. How did it suck you and pull you? In? Oh, okay. So th <laughs> this is the good. This is the good part of the story. So basically, like a long time ago, uh, I had one cousin, one second cousin. Her name was Jackie. You know Jackie. Oh yeah. For those of you who don't know. Jackie is a former porn star. She start. She was in Playboy. Had her own comic book. Did yeah. a lot of porno videos. She's like what fifty something now, and she's still stripping. Yeah, she's what? still stripping. Yeah, yeah, she's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a sugar mama. She's a she's a totally sugar mama. I I, I can't knock the hustle. I like I always liked the girl. Whatever you know, she was always cool with me. Like when I growing up, like like I remember as a kid, as a little kid. It was like that movie, what is it called? Milk Money or some shit like that. Like, you know, we were all little kids, like 10, 8-year-old boys, like all little cousins and shit. And we're looking at the at the older cousin, and she got these big boobs. And we're like, what? oh, wow, like, she looks so hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's first cousin? No, she was like, she was like our oh, second cousin. Well, we're all related. We're all relatives, whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> Does that oh, make no. it acceptable that you slept with her? Yeah! Oh. <laughs> You know, in the Spanish culture, it's a lot like the Southern hillbilly culture, you know? Oh, my God. The, the Southern culture, I mean, the Spanish culture, the Latino culture. In my family, there's a bunch of second cousins. There's at least, like, four or five instances where second cousins marry. Not first cousins, but second cousins, which is acceptable. 
sort of acceptable because it's like a, a, a like a like a like I think an eighteen percent chance. It's a little bit higher than normal, but it's an eighteen percent chance of genetic deficiency, like eighteen to twenty two percent chance. If you Whoa. had this, some bullshit like that, that is some South Carolina stuff. Yeah, I know. They it should just like, all uh, move you guys to South Carolina. Uh, all the Latinos, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, all the Rodriguez's. All the, exactly. That's why the, the, the family's so huge. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? We were talking about Jackie. That's yeah, right. If you had a chance to fuck her again, would you? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I'm oh. I'm I'm just a nymphomaniac. What can I say? But I'm a guy. I guess I don't know if all guys think the same, but I think they do, or for the most part, they do think the same. Which we're just all sex fiends, but we just don't want to admit it. My dad told me that, and he's, <laughs> he's been with one woman his whole life. But he actually brought me outside and said, Lindsay. We think about other women all the time, and we're wired not to be with one woman the rest of our lives. It's so, for a married man of like forty years to tell me that, it's it's true. Men aren't supposed to be with one woman forever. It's they true. want everything. <laughs> it's very yeah, true. Is that why you, uh, Al used to be a pimp? You used to be a pimp, right? Well, so. Let, let's go step by step. Yes, so, by so, step. so, so the question that Lindsay said was like, how did, how did I get into like all the vice, all the Miami vice, the yes. bad lifestyle from being such a saint, such, such a an Christian. angel, going to church, such a conservative. churching yes, and exactly. saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, all day. <laughs> you were also, also very Republican at one point. Oh yeah. Dad likes to bring that up. What did I say at one point? Oh wow. He was, he was Republican. Yeah. In 2004, he wrote a review for, <laughs> The Michael Moore film Fahrenheit 9-11, and at the end of the review, he said, God bless George W. Bush. Go Bush in 04. What? Oh, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Who would have yes. thought you would have been like Bernie Sanders 2020? The totally opposite people. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That was just because I was very conservative at that point. I was going to church every day, and I was brainwashed by the Catholic priest. There was a Catholic priest in the college. And, and I was actually the college Catholic priest also. I was the campus minister. But there was another priest from the Catholic Church that was like the real Catholic minister of all the colleges. of the of, And he like brainwashed me. What? Okay, so that Al mind frame back in 2004, you know, you know, would you like Donald Trump now? That old Al. Oh, yeah, I would love Donald Trump. If I was a conservative Christian, I would be on Donald Trump's dick. Oh, <laughs> my God. Because they're big hypocrites. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he makes but me. Time m- does change people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trump makes me miss Bush. Oh yeah. Lord! You know, I, I, I'll tell you a, 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 a truism in life. You know, it's crazy, but the only constant in the universe is change because you're not going to be the same person you Very were true. the same time last year. Like Lindsay, August 2017 is not the same Lindsay August 2018. Yeah, something changed about you. It might be a different preference. Maybe you're on the keto diet. You weren't on the keto diet. Yeah. Something changed about you, but yeah. you're not the same People person. People change all the time. <laughs> Within time. Trials yeah. and tribulations. 2008 is when you changed and you started smoking weed a lot. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What was I going to say about that? So, yeah. So, so my first vice, and I, and I didn't finish my story. My first vice was the woman. My, of course, females. Female, I, lo- I love them. I love. I love. Yeah, sure. I'm enticed by the J. <laughs> wow. So is every other man. You were addicted Flesh to me. strip clubs before being a pothead, right? Yeah, I was very addicted to strip clubs and the woman and whatnot. What was the first day you ever went to a strip club? Uh, th- that's the story I want to tell you. So a long time ago, like like you know, all my family moved to Florida and Jackie moved to Florida also. Like I grew up with Jackie also in, in Brooklyn and Queens and when I she lived in Bushwick. 
uh, by Wyckoff and whatnot. And she was a, the the only the one in our family that was sort of famous, or she had some sort of like inroads in American culture. You know, she met Stan Lee. She had her own comic book back in 1990 or 91. I forget what year it was. So she had a lot of ties with the American world. Yeah, exactly. And she grew up. She grew up. She, she was, I, I think she was like me. She was born in DR, but she she came to like the United States when she was young in the early 70s or something like that. Um, but anyways, make a long story short, uh, she moved over here and, and she wanted help. She was like, oh, she was trying to get a job. That's what she, she was. And, you know, and of course, I was sort of in love with her, of course, because, you know, I was enticed by the big boobs. And the lips. I always thought she looked like Carmen Electra. Yeah, didn't a little she, bit. She used to change in front of you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, the liberal woman. She was a liberal woman. She was always naked, and I love that. I'm like, oh, that's what you know. So whatever. You, you used to have your cousin's ass and tits constantly shaking in your face. Yeah, yeah. Like she was very liberal about it, or very you know nonchalant about it. Whatever you want to adjective you want to use. He likes the hippie type of women, like the. You know, like the 60s yeah. hipster kind of women that are free, have sex with everybody, yeah. and now you're all about this go natural. Everybody, he no longer likes fake tits. He no longer likes plastic surgery. Once he found out how much it is, he says, go natural. Walking <laughs> <laughs> contradiction. Yeah, telling me to go get hair extensions and more lip fillers. I said, okay, you got $2,000. Oh, no, go natural now. Well, and you first met Al because he was your te substitute teacher, right? Yeah. No, I think, you know what? I I think we just ran into each other at 24-Hour Fitness, and he had MySpace. And somehow we got connected through MySpace, but I never really – it's just like, you know, people you see in Publix or a store, and somehow you come across them on Facebook and you'll add them, and then you see more pictures of who they really are, and then maybe you'll cross and see them in the store again – that's kind of how it was. Like, I had no idea who you were. I just kind of mm -hmm. saw a person's face to the picture. Uh -huh. But the, the only time it really dawned on me that, like, that was Al, because I didn't know your name when I was coming in no, there. I had no idea who you were. But I put the face and your MySpace name together when you were, when I walked and I sat down. I had to do a double take. When I looked up, I'm like, that's the dude from the gym. <laughs> and the guy that's on the my on MySpace. So. <laughs> how ironic. <laughs> I'm like, well, how did people, well, they didn't have, it wasn't like Facebook where they like make you add these people where you think you know them. Like you kind of had to try hard to find people in MySpace. MySpace, I completely forgot the <laughs> format. I remember they had like a bulletin board. That's what I posted all the time in a bulletin. They had like a few different things. They had the top 10 friends. So that was a big debate. That oh, was always yeah, a, a big friends, fight. When like, I oh, oh, you're not, down. oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, you knocked me down top one, top two, top three, whatever. I'm glad Facebook got rid of that. That was just a bunch of drama that it nobody was, needed. Nice. <laughs> Wait, Facebook had that? No, too? they didn't. No, you're, Facebook never had it. I'm, the, I'm just saying, Facebook, I'm glad Facebook never adopted that top 10. Thing. Oh, yeah. It made me lose so many. Friends. Yeah, it was like too much drama. I hated that. I was like, oh, come on. It's too much drama. Yeah, I, forgot I, how it I put my family on my top thing because yeah. I really did lose friends over that dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. They had the, they had a bulletin board. I forget exactly, but it, it was harder to find people. Yeah, you had to go through by location and whatnot. So I don't know. That's how. So anyways, he used to be a teacher for everyone that doesn't know. He's very knowledgeable about history and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But anyways, let's go back. It's we're talking about like 2006 and 2007. Yeah, let me let me go really quickly. Let me t tell a real brief story. Try to tell as briefly as possible. So, Basically, back in the day, okay, so I reunited with Jackie. Jackie, of course, wanted to get a job, and she was only a stripper. She knew how to be a stripper, an entertainer, a dancer, a model, 
whatever, any, any one of those professions. And I was like, okay, she didn't have a car. I had a car. I, I had a little Toyota Corolla, 96 Toyota Corolla. That was my first car back in the day. This was, what year was it? It must have been like 2005 maybe or maybe 06. I'm not, I'm not completely sure, completely clear what year it was. But um, anyway, so I took her to the strip club. The first strip club we ever went to, that I ever went to, was Eden. Eden was around back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the one in Davie. Yeah. It was I'd a, skip it, school. And it go was there. A, it was a little one stage. It was a one stage with a sitting area and the DJ in the back. I remember that. And then the bar was in the side. Yeah. And then the, the rooms, right the the dancing rooms were in the side also, like in the other side. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> it was such a, like a small strip club. It was just like the sitting area. And just in the stage, it was like like the small strip club I've been to. Oh, and then they like reconstructed the place, like yeah, they knocked it down. No, I know they knocked it down, but they tried to remodel it. They tried to try to make Eden work like one more time, and they had two stages. Yeah, they made a little mini one in the front, but well, that, that didn't work. It was originally a nightclub, a dance club. Oh, that's right, it was. You're right about that. I never went when it was a dance. You did go. Yeah, I you went, went when it was a dance club? Yeah, a couple times. That was, like, right after I moved down here. Wow. Mm-hmm. I moved down here in January 2005. Oh, I, don't, I used to go there in 06 and 07 with my fake ID. and uh, Yeah, I remember. Someone reported me when I walked up to the door. <laughs> they called, and they said there's a girl coming with a fake ID. Yeah, one time. And then they kicked me and my friend out. I think I know who it is. Rest in peace. The person's dead, but he called ahead of time because he was mad we weren't hanging out with them. Was that why not? No, his his name was VIP. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I ever met him. Yeah. You know, uh, talking about Eden. So, anyways, let me go back to my story really quickly. I got addicted to strip clubs. So, anyways, so so I went to Eden with my cousin Jackie, and I was just amazed. I was my my like as soon as I walked in, I saw a pair of fake titties, and my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, I'm in heaven now. I'm forget like, about being Catholic. Yeah, forget about it because I was like, oh my God, I love women so much. And it's like, oh my ah. God, like I'm in heaven right now. Like I saw that, those fake titties and those nipples and I was like, oh my God, I just, oh, it's so beautiful. And then, and then, and then, and then of course, uh, uh, she, she applied for a job there. That's what she was there for. I, I don't think I got a dance at that time. I think they served me like an orange juice or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, you want a drink? And I gave me an orange juice or something. Or a cranberry what, juice. What, did they think you were like 12? Yeah. What? <laughs> no vodka and orange juice? Well, yeah, at that point, you didn't even drink. I think it was either 2006 or 2000. You didn't even drink? Yeah. You said no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So they brought you a little orange juice and a straw. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, make a long story short, so I was amazed. So I went to Eden. And um and then after that I went to Goldfinger, uh because she wanted to apply Goldfinger. Also, yes. I was like the two nearest strippers. You also personally knew two strippers there at Goldfinger, right? That was after going for many times. Yeah. That, that was after I got like into it, like like you know, and and got addicted to it. Like after going, then it. But like then I went to Goldfinger's, and and that's when I think I first I had my first lap dance. And I think I I, I I think I spent like oh I think it was twenty five dollars for the lap dance. I haven't been a strip club in years now, but I'm sure it's twenty five dollars still. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyways, so I got, and and I was just amazed at the lap dance and whatnot. And lo and behold, one thing led to another, and I got addicted. It was just because you know it was like it's like the main, it's like one of the main desires of the guy. You know, uh, you know, we are motivated by a couple of base desires. One of them, of course, is food. We gotta eat to, to survive. And flesh. And then the second, of course, is sex. Like that's one of that's the, like, called that's, flesh. That's our, our our biggest desire. Our second biggest desire because we want to like 
whatever we want to reproduce, we want to spread our DNA. You know, even the woman wants to do that. Also, the woman has her DNA, and and the man has his DNA, and we want to spread like the DNA. I think reproduce. women want that more so than dudes. Yeah, yeah, but the dudes are motivated by that because of the sex or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so how did you meet Nyla and Amber, the two strippers okay. from Goldfinger? Okay, so <laughs> this, this leads to, again, I see we got six minutes. But uh, make a long story short, I lost my virginity at the strip club. I, Nyla and Amber were later, but there was one girl, the first girl that I went with was, her name was Sonia, and she was absolutely beautiful. She was like a Barbie doll. She, and what I what I Was thought, she Russian? She was Eastern European. I believe she was from Swedish, maybe. She might have been Swedish. She was either Eastern European she or Scandinavian. A bird, she, she looked like a barbell. She might have been a bird. She she <laughs> she I I I I forget exactly how she looked. I don't I, I remember she had long blonde hair, beautiful thick blonde hair. She had blue eyes. She had like a, a fit body, super fit. She was like tall. All Russians. Yeah, she was tall. Yeah. Yeah, she was super thin. fit. She had yeah. like so, sort of like maybe like I don't know like like maybe almost D cup breasts, like pretty big breasts, whatever. And and she had like a perfect body, whatever. But the, what I really fell in love with her was she was always super smiling. She had big blue eyes, and I was like, oh my god, she looked like an angel. So <laughs> she just trashed. So she you sold your soul. Yeah, exactly. The angel so, took your soul. And, and she was like, oh come on, come to the come to the uh, champagne room, come drink with the champagne room. Like after, after like at least like like ten lap dances, like two hundred fifty dollars right there. Ten lap dances, and she's like, "Oh, come to the come, come to the uh, champagne room. It's only whatever fifteen hundred dollars." I was like, "Okay." Only. You're like credit card. Only. only. Yeah. I was like, I was like, "Oh, how do I pay? How do I pay?" It? And I had a credit card. I had the cap, my Capital One card at that time. And I was like, "Here it is." It's only. So that's how I lost my virginity. Then, then I had a great time. They say, and 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 one time I used this in, in as a joke, and I didn't know who who used this. Chris Rock was it? No sex in champagne room. No sex in champagne room. That's bullshit. Because the first time I, went, I bought for a champagne room, I had sex. And if I'm paying fifteen hundred dollars for a champagne room, I damn well I'm having sex in the champagne room. <laughs> hey, if you're spending fifteen hundred dollars, you you might as well do everything. Exactly. I did do everything. Uh, I was more like, more than everything. I was like, you know, I was, uh, you know, we did everything. You might as well just buy her. Just be like, you, I own you now. Fifteen hundred dollars, you live with me. Yeah, it was, it was an hour. It was an hour. I'll never forget once when that one stripper he knew Amber. Um, she she was telling him about how the other night she and the girls got like ninety bucks worth of Taco Bell, and Al of course awkwardly responds, "It must have been a lot of going to the bathroom." And Amber's like to him, "No, actually, I didn't go once." Oh come on, that's some bullshit. Come on, everybody knows after eight hours after eating Taco Bell. You got to do some diarrhea. It's that like loose-ass shit. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so gross. I'm just kidding. Okay, no more. No more. You don't like toilet humor. Okay, no more. Some people like toilet humor. I don't mind it. <laughs> but anyways, that's some BS. Because that after six to eight hours after eating Taco Bell, it's scientifically proven you got to go to number two. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, plus it's terrible for you. So your body's trying to get it out of your body. Yeah, exactly. yeah Taco Bell's some of the worst for you. Yeah, it's like putting poison in cancer. And, and she said, how much? Like eighty dollars worth? Like ninety dollars worth? Hell? How many you bought, yeah, you probably bought the whole place. Yeah. Really? So that's like fifty tacos. And that was <laughs> yeah, and that was in two thousand and six. Things were less expensive then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, strippers, man. Besides strip clubs, our other main hangout spot was Denny's. 
We used to go there like four times a week. Yeah, those were the care. Dan likes to describe those as the carefree college days. Yep, we had we all were always having uh, Oreo milkshakes at the Denny's with pancakes and burgers every night, and we were friends with Miguel. Whoa, Dan, is this when you were heavy set? Yeah, yeah we were very heavy set. set. Yeah. I, was, I was like two hundred fifty pounds. What? Well, that, and I remember Jan being actually pretty big when I first met you. Yeah, I and was. then you dropped a whole bunch of weight, and I was like, and then you said it's because of the bike riding, and I had no idea mm-hmm. you guys went to Steak and Shake and Denny's every. Yeah, like night. like like at least four times a week at one point. Like what? it wasn't every night, but it was like at least four or five times a week. Did we eat the fresco melt? Uh, no, I was eating their T-bone steak, chicken of course wings, you would. mozzarella sticks. <laughs> you would find the steak. <laughs> yeah, even though it was shitty steak, I still kept getting it. Oh, Lord, your poor body. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, so what ended your steak and shake days? Um, Just because me getting obese. Speaking of which, in a minute, we'll be taking a short recess. But Are before... you dividing into two parts? Is yeah. Podcast? All right, cool. But yeah, um, what's it called? So that was when I got really heavy set, and I think my uncle, who was de- who had dementia at the time, kept on making fun of me for being really fat. So that's when I'm like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I got to get rid of this extra weight any way possible. Are you talking about the uncle at like the Three Stooges? Oh no, that uncle's still alive. This was my grand uncle. He died a while ago. Oh lord, yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't like it when people pick on one another. Yeah. But I didn't. I well, when we get back on, we'll talk about it, like everything. All right. <laughs> so that concludes part one. We'll be having a short recess. We'll be picking up again in a few minutes on part two of this week's episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds.